Welcome to Hope Renewed, the podcast of PIR Ministries. Thanks for connecting to Hope Renewed, the in-depth podcast about pastoral renewal and restoration. I'm Tom Jameson, and along with co-host Sean Nemechek, we explore the issues and challenges pastors face and help cultivate a renewed hope for healthy ministry lives. We're glad you're with us for this episode of Hope Renewed, and let's kind of jump right into things. Sean, in this episode, we're looking at common themes that can potentially lead to burnout in pastors. And you've come up with three words that provide kind of a framework to know how best to serve those who are struggling in ministry. Yeah, I I guess I'm kind of uh, leaning toward calling it something like three dimensions of pastoral pain or struggle. It's, it's really uh, just three ways that, that pastors end up in burnout uh, in some ways. Uh, so we talk about uh, discouragement, defeat, and disillusionment. Mm. And each one has kind of its own nuance into uh, how it leads pastors into burnout. Well, and, and having words like that, discouraged, defeated, disillusioned, everybody has kind of their own understanding of that. So I'm sure there are nuances in your mind as you're, as you're thinking about those words. So how would you delineate between uh, a pastor who's discouraged, a pastor who's defeated and a pastor who's disillusioned? Yeah. Discouragement uh, comes out of uh, expectations and uh, dreams and hopes and, and things that are unrealized. Um, Defeat comes out of conflict uh, whether it's interpersonal conflict, uh, maybe between pastor and the board or a pastor in the congregation, or it could be spiritual conflict, uh, just a, a struggle with sin. Um, and then disillusionment usually comes out of uh, some sort of uh, pain, uh, maybe feeling either abandoned uh, by the church uh, or by a denominational official uh, or betrayed uh, by one of those groups. The, the disillusionment is usually somebody who is dealing with major pain and maybe bitterness or, or grief associated mm. with that. Yeah, those are really helpful distinctions. Uh, again, I think, uh, you know, we can make words kind of go the direction we want them, uh, but to, to attach them as you have uh, specifically to, you know, discouragement to expectations. Uh, mm-hmm. whether they're unspoken expectations, unrealized expectations, and then defeat uh, being attached to conflict uh, of some sort, uh, and then disillusionment to that deeper sense of, of loss, um, whether it's pain uh, or specific betrayal by mm-hmm. um, denomination or uh, by a congregation uh, or individuals within a congregation. Burned out pastors may end up experiencing all three um, mm. at you know, one point or another. Uh, so it's, it's not like you're, you're in one category or the other, but just having some language to understand the different aspects of, of this condition, this state, uh, can be helpful to understand how you got there. I've always found that really helpful when you can just put a tag on something, you know, be mm-hmm. able to name it to to say, okay, I, I know I've been feeling this. And there may be a number of pastors who are just sitting in their office mm-hmm. thinking, 
it just didn't feel right. I don't know what it is. I don't know why, you know, why don't I want to come today? Why don't I want to put the effort into this, uh, but not know what it is. And to be able to put that little tag on it, it gives the enemy a face. Yes. So we want to, we want to tackle discouragement in this conversation. Uh, I was thinking, so what does discouragement look like in a pastor? How, how do you know uh, if that really is the beast in the room, the thing you want to name in, in your life? I think the, it starts with um, pastors who have some sort of unmet expectation. So this might be a pastor who is a very visionary person, somebody who has big dreams for the church, they tend to be really passionate people. Um, and uh, as, as that vision, uh, that dream starts to work out and is not realized, uh, the pastor can become uh, discouraged. As, as he's uh, dealing with the, the unrealized dreams or unmet expectations, he begins to wonder if all the work, uh, all the, the energy, all the passion, uh, all the planning were just worth the effort. Uh, so the, I would say discouragement um, is is really coming out of that that area of just feeling like man uh, we were moving in this direction and then it just didn't happen. Just pulling the word apart very simply in my mind, my simple mind, discourage just losing courage, losing losing right. that that willingness to uh, delve into the the big dreams, uh, into the the great vision. I think that's what distinguishes it from disappointment. So a pastor who's disappointed, yeah, they didn't realize the dream, but they'll keep going after it. They'll keep mm -hmm. pursuing. Um, a discouraged pastor is somebody who's been disappointed multiple times, uh, who's gone through this enough, and now they're just wondering, why even bother? Why try? They're just ready to give up. There's some place where there, there's a sense of loss in there. Yeah, uh, because a disappointment. I mean, we're all going to be disappointed. We're all going to be disappointed. We're all going to uh, have to deal with, you know, the letdowns of life. That's something we should be resilient enough to to deal with those disappointments and move on. But when you become discouraged, there's that maybe an inability or a difficulty of of being able to move on, uh, and the the questions of is it really worth it. Uh, start to crop up more in your minds. I wonder if that that really is kind of one of those red flags of, hey, we've moved from disappointment to discouragement here because you're saying, is it really worth it? Yeah, if you start asking, why bother? Uh, why put in the effort? Uh, or you find yourself not even not even doing it. You're not asking the question. You're just kind of coasting, not putting in much effort. You may be in that, that discouragement zone. I'm thinking boundaries here uh, that there's there's a time when uh, a pastor has to say, okay, this isn't good for me to keep beating my head against the wall. Mm -hmm. uh, and so maybe maybe I'm not discouraged so much as I'm recognizing uh, this isn't uh, a direction that God would have me go in or, or a healthy direction for me or for the ministry. Uh, and I wonder how that, how you make that discernment. Well, sometimes God uses discouragement to get us back on his plan instead of ours. Mm. Uh, so discouragement isn't necessarily uh, always a bad thing, um, because if we are running and, and going after a big dream that wasn't given to us by God, uh, or wasn't for this church, it was just ours, uh, then yeah, we need to be corrected. Um, but I, I think at the same time, 
sometimes pastors just have to realize that uh, this church may not be able to get where I thought we could go. Um, it may not have the capacity of leadership or the, the, the people within it may not, may not be willing to make the necessary changes. And uh, we can't control uh, everything in the church. Uh, uh, we can develop leaders and maybe help them find that capacity, but that's not always possible, despite what some of the leadership literature will tell you. Mm. Uh, there are just some churches who won't go there. So maybe one of the one of the first uh, questions to ask when you're sensing that discouragement is, okay, do I need to step back and reevaluate? Oh, that's always what you have to do when when you start feeling that sense of why bother. You have to ask, what got me here? Uh, what, what's mm-hmm. what's going on? Uh, what are the the factors that are leading to this discouragement? Is it rooted in me and my dreams and and what I want? Uh, is it rooted in something, some holy passion that God has given me that may be leading me elsewhere? Uh, or is it rooted in you know, what's going on in the church? Is there uh, a stubborn element within the church that's resisting change? Uh, or is this just kind of a cultural thing that this church may never be able to adapt to? There, there can be any number of factors, but yeah, you definitely have to figure out where is this coming from. So if there's a, that need to step back, which is a really healthy need uh, to be able to disassociate a little bit from, or better word, differentiate a little bit from what I'm feeling and what's actually happening. And uh, the tendency, I think, for all of us, because we all become discouraged, is to, to get caught up in the emotion of it and not be able to get that, that good perspective. What, what are some of the things a, a pastor can do to stay step away from that discouragement to give that kind of good evaluation of it? Well, I think one of the first things that, that uh, you know, we, we hit on this a lot is that pastors need to take a break. Hmm. Um, they, they need to get some rest and some perspective. If you're in the middle of a discouragement zone, you may not, uh, may not be able to see the full problem until mm-hmm. you take a few days to step back get away from the, the situation, spend some time in prayer, mm-hmm. um, and just ask the Holy Spirit to lead you to what the, the root of the issue is. We can be too close to the problem, mm-hmm. especially if the problem is rooted in our dreams and our desires. Mm-hmm. Uh, so taking that, that step back, it can be helpful to get a coach, somebody that you can sit down with and talk through uh, they can ask you good questions to figure out where is this coming from, and uh, they may hear things in what you say that will, you know, throw up some red flags for them that you wouldn't, you wouldn't see. Yeah, just just to get that objective perspective, because it it can, uh, I would imagine, be very entangling. Uh, the the whole realm of zone. I like that term, zone of discouragement that you you find yourself in. Mm-hmm. Um, even to the point of saying, okay, maybe I, I don't want to trust what I'm thinking or how I'm processing right at the moment uh, because I am in this zone and who can help me get a better perspective of that. Another thing a pastor can do is talk to the elders in his church. Uh, quite often discouragement happens when there's conflict um, between the pastor and the board, but not always. Ideally, a pastor and board would be on the same team. They'd be working in the same direction. Uh, and uh, they, 
sometimes just need to talk through these things and and uh, hearing uh, another perspective on somebody who's who's ministering to the church who knows the church well they may be able to to just help you see you're focusing on the negative and there's so many positive things happening yeah and that i think that's so wise because i would imagine just looking at myself that one of the tendencies that you have to avoid is is the blame game of of just i'm discouraged uh so who can i blame you know if only these people were more uh cooperative if only you know i got more support for my ideas if only you know fill in the yeah. blank anytime there's discouragement it's a relational thing mm-hmm. and i have to own my portion of it um because there's always some part that's on me whether it's, uh, you know, my dreams are, are unrealistic uh, or I'm not on God's plan uh, or there's something between me and the church that we don't understand. Uh, I, I still have a part to play in this. And I have to recognize that uh, if I'm discouraged, part of the root of this is going to be in me. Mm. Uh, and I can't just sit there and, and point fingers at other and, people and, all the time. And owning that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and not beating yourself up. I, I think a lot of pastors, um, again, thinking of myself, get into that pattern of, of uh, self-blame, uh, of saying, you know, oh, if I had been more faithful to the vision God gave me, or if I had been more, you know, and, and pastors being kind of, the, of that personality uh, of, you know, yeah, that uh, negative self-talk is, yeah, is yeah. terrible. Stinking thinking. We want to be truthful but we also want to be gracious with ourselves um, and with others. So the the key is, yeah, getting to the honest truth about the situation without feeling like we got to point fingers at ourselves or others for really any reason. Yeah. And two, I think recognizing um, that discouragement uh, is, is a signal. Uh, as, as you said before, you know, maybe even a gift from God uh, to be able to get our attention and that discouragement unattended uh, can be devastating to, to a pastor, but thinking maybe on the more proactive side, then how, how can a pastor uh, avoid the, the mistakes that, that lead to discouragement or, or be preemptive? when those uh, thoughts may be become coming or, or even as uh, they're still feeling positive about things? Well, I think we have to recognize that all of us are going to be discouraged at some point. Uh, it's just normal. Uh, it's part of ministry. I don't think we're ever going to completely avoid it. Um, but we also have to recognize that the things that lead to discouragement quite often are really good things. Uh, they're uh, big dreams, their passion for the church and for ministry. Um, they can be uh, just being overly excited about uh, change. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so a lot of those things can, can be really good, uh, but we have to have a realistic view. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we get too optimistic, um, what happens is we're, we're very easily um, discouraged. Have you ever heard of the Stockdale Paradox? 
I have it now. The Stockdale Paradox it refers to uh, prisoners of war. I think it was during World War II. I can't remember exactly uh, when, but Colonel Stockdale uh, was was a prisoner of war, and he talked about uh, in a in that prison camp, the ones who survived were the ones who had the realistic outlook hmm. on things. The optimists were the first ones to go. Uh, crazy they 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 were the first ones to die uh because they had these high hopes these big dreams of being rescued and then when it didn't happen discouragement took over and they gave up Mm. um it was those who recognized hey we're in here for the long haul uh they weren't the pessimists who gave up hope they they held on to hope but stayed realistic i think a lot of pastors have to have that attitude uh that we need to hold on to the hope for change uh, in our church, the hope that we can pursue this dream, um, but also have some realistic perspective. Um, it also helps that we focus on the journey, not the goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually discouraged pastors are looking so far off into the future at the goal, and they're saying, we're never going to get there. Mm-hmm. Well, that may be the case, but if you've taken 100 steps closer, uh, that's progress. Or even one step closer. Right. And, and chances are, if you look back over any period of time, you'll be able to see some of those steps, some of those, that movement. So if you focus on the journey, are we moving in the right direction? Um, then that can, can really be an encouragement rather than a discouragement. So what I'm hearing are, are some real solid practices that, that would be healthy to build into ministry. Um, uh, one of them is not letting disappointments become discouragement. So mm-hmm. when you're feeling disappointed about things, and lo and behold, in ministry, you're going to feel disappointed about things, and in life, that you attend to them right away. If if there's a, a conversation that you need to have, you have it. If there's an apology you need to make, you make it. If there's an adjustment that needs to be done, you do it. I think the tendency is that we can overlook those feelings of disappointment and and say, well, things will be different next time. Uh, but if we don't attend to them right away, uh, then they can kind of gather together like a, you know, a stone rolling down a hill. Yeah. It's going to gain so much momentum. And suddenly what was a disappointment now becomes that, that debilitating discouragement. Yeah, yeah, you, you're right. You, you definitely don't want to stuff the disappointment. You need to take some time to lament it, bring it before God, and move on, deal with it. And, and right. to do whatever needs to be done about this. Yeah. Um, and so, okay, so I just finished reading um, Dr. Gary Chapman's book, and he wrote it with someone else. I can't remember her name. Um, the, the Language of Apology. Mm. And uh, learning to apologize um, in ways that communicate apology uh, and uh, understanding that not everyone hears apologies in the same way. And so I might say, you know, I, I might uh, be disappointed about something and um, say, well, I'm, I'm sorry, you know, for what I did, but you're not hearing what you need to hear in, in that uh, because I haven't communicated in, in the language that you understand. Uh, and, and so doing that hard work of, of attending to disappointments and not just blowing over them and, and saying, yeah, things will be dead, you know, the, the, things will take care of themselves. Uh, I think that's a real danger in ministry because things fester and things, yeah. uh, you know, what, what is small becomes huge. 
And, and I think in the heart of the pastor, what I hear in you saying uh, as well is managing and attending to our expectations, um, not being such the eternal optimist that we lose a realistic picture, but not being so pessimistic that we don't have hope and learning to, to hold expectations loosely enough that God can continue to shape and mold them and in, in, in that shaping and molding us. Uh, because if if discouragement is tied to expectations, we we need to not become discouraged because things didn't turn out the way we wanted them to turn out. Right. Uh, and we have to leave that loosely enough. And then doing the work of uh, looking backward and celebrating what God has done mm-hmm. um, to say, okay, I'm I'm feeling discouraged about where things are right now or disappointed or I'm feeling the edges of discouragement coming in. Uh, wait a second. Let's stop. Let's look where we've come from. Uh, let's look and celebrate what God has done uh, and what God is doing and anticipate what God will do from that place, uh, battling against the discouragement. I, I'm, I'm settled on a Psalm right now, Psalm 59, uh, verses 9 and 10, which uh, I love this in the voice translation. It says, I will watch for you, for you keep me strong. God, you are my security. God is one step ahead of me with his mercy. Hmm. What an encouraging passage to me uh, that if we just kind of fix our eyes right, we're going to battle against the, the discouragement that can easily come if we fix our eyes wrongly. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's such a great phrase, one step ahead of me. I, mm. I, lo- I love that idea. Um, another practice that, that pastors can do to help battle discouragement is intentional thankfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was discouraged, uh, one of the things I did was kept a prayer journal. Uh, and just every day I would write out my prayers uh, and a lot of them were just expressing my discouragement. And I'd started taking Thursdays for thankfulness. And I said, uh, th- every Thursday. I'm thankful I'm, Thursdays. Yeah. I, every Thursday, I'm just going to write down uh, prayers of thankfulness. So every line started with, thank you, God, for, thank you, Jesus, for. And I would fill up a page in my journal with just things I'm thankful for. Mm. Um, and that helps give some perspective uh, into, you know, what God has been doing, either in our lives or in the lives of the church. Um, it can really be a, a great way to to help see kind of the bigger picture. The other thing to be aware of is our idealism. Uh, especially young pastors tend to have these really um, clear pictures of what the church should be, and they're going to make the church be that way. But the problem is we're all fallen. Um, mm-hmm. We're sinful. Pastors are sinful. Churches are sinful. And, and we're never going to reach the ideal. That doesn't mean we should give up on that, um, but we can't keep that as our focus. So I had a mentor that used to say, do the doable and work toward the ideal. Um, so he focused on what can we do? What is realistic and possible mm-hmm. right now? Um, and let's, let's get these small wins and make sure that these small wins lead us in the direction of what that ideal is, but recognize we may never actually realize 
the ideal at this point. And uh, the realization of the ideal isn't our work, it's God's work. Right. And combating discouragement by staying in our hoop, as, as I was taught, that, uh, you know, doing the things we can do and looking, watching, uh, Psalm 59, watching for God in the things that he can do and not confusing those two things. Right. Uh, and, and remaining faithful, as Jesus said, remain faithful in the small things and watch what I can do. I'm, I'm afraid that perhaps a lot of discouragement that pastors are feeling is because of the expectation that they either put on themselves or, or others put on them to do what they're not meant to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, whether that's from a, a grandiose kind of sense of, of um, lack of self-awareness of who we really are, or just in the deep desire to serve, we listen to the wrong voices. Yeah. I think sometimes it just comes out of a deep passion for the church to be all that she can be, you know, to, to, to see her grow and be healthy. And, and these are good desires, but they can drive us crazy when we (laughs) fail to realize that we're flawed. And it, it seems like the more passionate you are about that, the more prone to discouragement you can be. Yeah, that's one of the things that I look for as a red flag uh, for me um, when I'm talking with pastors who are facing burnout. I listen for their passion for the church, and I always want to encourage that passion, but tell them it needs to be tempered because untempered passion always leads to burnout. What a good word. It's a scary word, too. Yeah. So as we, as we think about how uh, we can encourage the discouraged what would you say to, to a pastor who is just feeling that, that either the, the beginnings of discouragement or finds uh, they are under the total weight of discouragement that says, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I can do anything. I'm ready to give up. I would start by just repeating that some discouragement is normal. You know, you're going to face times when you're going to be disappointed, you're going to be discouraged in ministry, and this may just be a season. Recognize it's normal, bring it to God in prayer, lament it uh, before God, which is just an honest telling God exactly how you feel and trusting Him to get you through it. Um, start there. And also, see if there's some way you can get get some perspective uh, whether it's hiring a coach or talking with uh, trusted people in the elder board, safe people uh, within the church, just try and get some some big picture perspective on how things have gone, and then just do some self examination. You know, just check in and and see what's going on in my heart right now that is driving this discouragement. Uh, is it pride? Is it something I need to confess? Or maybe it's a, an avoiding of something, some sort of work that I need to do with God. Um, and the discouragement is just a symptom, not the, the real root of the, the problem. Uh, so I would encourage pastors who are feeling discouraged uh, to do those things. The other thing I would do is learn to find people who are safe and who invest in you just for who you are, people who make you um, just feel good 
and spend some time. Yeah. yeah spend yeah, some time with those people. They may not be people who are going to praise you for your ministry, but they're just people who like you for you. Um, and those types of safe people uh, are are really important to have in our lives. Mm. Uh, and it, maybe we just need to spend some time with them uh, and, and stop beating ourselves up so much. Yeah, yeah, so, so true. And I, I would just, um, my thought to add on to that, if if a pastor is feeling that deep weight of discouragement, that there may be a need to get away, Mm -hmm. uh, a need to either uh, look at something like a sabbatical or something more directed. Uh, I know here at PIR Ministries, we work with a number of retreat ministries that allow a pastor and oftentimes a pastor and spouse to come to process their discouragement, uh, to get away, uh, oftentimes in a very beautiful setting, uh, to, to be renewed uh, in an understanding of passion to step away to allow for a good perspective of things. Cause sometimes it can just be awfully difficult, if not impossible to get that right perspective when you're in the middle of things. Yes. Uh, so I would encourage pastors who maybe are feeling just that weight of, I, I just can't do this to, to consider uh, what that might mean. Some of these ministries uh, are, are free uh, or very inexpensive, or there are other ways to to resource them. Uh, happy to do that here at PIR. And and then I think for me, the, the ultimate one, uh, again, going back to, to Psalm 59, just to remember, we are not alone. I think discouragement detaches us. When we start to feel discouraged, we think uh, I'm the only one you know, we kind of get the Elijah complex, you know, there's nobody else and the oh, woe is me. And this, this is just consuming me, eating me alive. Uh, watch for God. Uh, he's one step ahead in his mercy. Yeah. And uh, he is there uh, present with you. He is your encouragement. Uh, the one to whom we can look and always find um, grace and truth. Absolutely. I think, um, one of the things I love about PIR and our regional directors is that they're safe people to talk to. Um, not everybody uh, will be a safe person. Uh, some pastors can't go talk to their board because it's not safe. Uh, or uh, there may only be a few people in the church who will be able to hear the words from a pastor, I'm discouraged, and not judge them, not beat them up over it. Or think, oh no, we need to get a new pastor. Yeah, because this exactly. one's this one's burning out. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's where some of the work of PIR to me is is really invaluable, uh, because they provide somebody who's understanding, uh, who's been through stuff like mm. this, um, and who is safe, who recognizes that this isn't the end, that there's a way through discouragement and they can help you out. So a good coach, a good friend, uh, in a, like a PIR regional director is, is just a great place to start. PIR Ministries partners with God and the church in the work of pastoral renewal and restoration to cultivate new hope for healthy ministry lives. You can learn more about us at our webpage, pirministries.org. Thanks for joining us for Hope Renewed. And remember, the hope Christ offers will never put us to shame.